Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. Today, we're going to be sticking once again with Marcus Aurelius' meditations, which I do think we're going to make a change soon. Um, I think it's been about a month with this book now, which has been great. I've enjoyed reading it every day. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talk about it every day. But I do think we'll make a shift sooner than later. Um, that being said, I think there's still a lot of great stuff in meditations. And as I've said in the past, this is a book I highly recommend. This would actually probably be in my top three books. Like if someone asked me, who was especially someone who was coming to philosophy for like, you know, the first time or the first time ish, uh, like what three books I'd recommend, I think this would be in my top three. I think this, maybe Epictetus, The Art of Living would be in there too. Um, but yeah, this is a great book to return to. So I'm sure we'll go back to it at some point. I know I want, I'll probably want to go back to it. And we won't necessarily cover every um, entry in the meditations on this first round through it. But I just feel like, even just for me, in a few days, I'll likely just grab another book and uh, just kind of use that for my morning 10, 15 minute reading, talking habit. So that being said, let's look at number 18. This is in book seven. I love this because this is really important, I think. Something I struggle with at times for my own reasons that I'll hopefully get into and something I think we all struggle with is change. I think change, sorry, I need a little coffee. Um, I think change is something we lie to ourselves about a lot. I immediately think about that cliche, right? Seasons change, people don't. I don't agree with that at all. I think we're constantly changing. Um, I think one of the things that ironically, based on that sort of, so I, I grapple again with obsession with making everything a habit because I think habit is one way we create change most reliably, right? But I also think there can be, and there are certainly for me, moments or there have been moments like where it's one thing, one moment, it's episodic, it happens once or maybe twice and it is life-changing, of course, right? I think I tend to focus on habits because habits live in daily life and I think daily life, we should try to control as much as we can, right? In a, in a real stoic sense of that. I want to control my time. I want to control how I think, how I feel, how I act, and aim it towards something good, aim it towards something that I think is purposeful. And I think habits and rituals and making, you know, making certain time of the day, like sacred time where you do things is important. And I'm, I'm standing by that. But I also just think an obsession with that has led me to ignore or has led me to enjoy certain things less right? But when I reflect on that, I'm like, I've seen a lot of movies once and they sh like for sure change the way I see things. I've listened to certain albums once, or I listen to certain songs for like months, every day for like months at a time. But then there are other songs that I'll hear, I'll listen to here and there, and they're not really habitual. And they still, when I return to them, give me positive feelings. They still inspire me. So there's a lot of ways to, I think, understand what might change us in life. I think, of course, habits are a part of that, but also singular events or singular choices we make or ideas that kind of dawn on us or ideas that we summon and create once or twice. Or again, maybe just anything that's not a habit. Let's say a habit is something you do every day or you know, close to every day and everything not that. You're sort of moving on this spectrum of habit versus or versus like habits versus the episodic, right? Or things that happen occasionally or things that have happened once would be at the other end of that spectrum. There can, of course, be unfortunately horrible things and also great things that happen once that change us, right? Of course. 
So change is everywhere, right? And I think I'm reminded of, ironically, and this is what got me thinking about this, there's like one moment that I really got, I remember this one moment I got really excited about philosophy and it revolved around this. It was in a class I took in Manhattan College where I went to college on, um, that was obvious, I don't know why I said that. Um, that was on the ancient Greek philosophers, the pre-Socratics, the people before Socrates featured prominently. And this one guy, Heraclitus, talked about um, you can never step in the same river twice. So he was talking about change, right? The idea that change is the only constant. And I thought that was so cool. Like for me as a college kid, I was like, oh, wow, like this is, so I'm already changing is how I interpreted that. And I was like, the world's already changing. All I have to do is sort of like try to add to that in a positive way, but ultimately it's already happening, which I thought was really cool. Like that inspired me. My roommates did not care. I tried to talk about it and they did not care, but it was a fun and interesting and really powerful moment for me to read that one line from Heraclitus. And I think Marcus, you know, he quotes Heraclitus in meditation, so he's very aware of his work. Um, he, I think he embraced that idea that change is a thing, right? Change is possible. So much of what he's saying in meditations is trying to change himself. A lot of it, too, is him offering, you know, uh, teaching to other people and addressing himself. Like, how do I help people and guide them without getting angry, without being impatient, right? Um or without being condescending. So I think ultimately, right, like he he believes in change. And I, I stand by that 100%. I think a lot of what makes life meaningful is when we, we can sense that we've changed for the better. And these are things we should strive for. There's a lot of meaning to be made there. So let's get into what Marcus is writing to himself here. This is number 18 in book seven. Frightened of change, he asks himself, but what can exist without it? What's closer to nature's heart? Eat food without transforming it? Can any vital process take place without something being changed? Can you take a hot bath and leave the firewood as it was? Can't you see? It's just the same with you and just as vital to nature. Right, so just the same with you. He's saying that he's like, and he does this a lot, which I really like too. He uses examples from nature to inspire himself to see that it's possible for him because he's a part of nature, right? So the same way, right, in order to take a hot bath, you have to use the firewood and that, and then putting the wood on fire changes it. The same way, obviously, you eat something and you digest it and that's necessary, right? Every vital process needs change. And we, are all, we already are in the process of changing. This is a very stoic idea. A little bit morose way to start the day, but this is actually how this is actually one of my preferred ways to start my day, uh, as I, you know, as I think the Stoics would encourage us. I mean, we're decomposing constantly, right? We're approaching death. Each moment is closer for us, right? So we are changing. We're getting older, right? Um, and the idea for Heraclitus too is that we cannot step in the same river twice. Well, the river is constantly flowing, so the river is not the same when we step in and step out and then step in again, and we are not the same because of what I just said, right? So, and among other things too, potentially, of course, right? So ultimately, we have to embrace this. I think for the Stoics, we have to embrace this because it's a natural fact of life in a similar sense that we have to embrace death. It's necessary. Change and death are both necessary, required things that are going to happen. So the question is, and, and I think this is a really profound question, of course, how do we relate to it? What are our perceptions? How do we use it as fuel for a good life. It meaning 
this acceptance of death, this acceptance of change. And Marcus here with this quote, right, he's trying to get himself to do that. Once we realize that too, I think we, we see life. And once we take some of the fright, right, some of the, the fear out of it, as he's trying to do here by asking himself, like, really, you're frightened by change? Nothing's possible without it, dude. You better get used to it. Right? And once we get used to it, we were better at aiming it. We're better at aiming it. Life can get more meaningful, more purposeful, and I think more exciting too. Everything in life, and this is maybe kind of a cliche, right? Everything in life does have chapters. To use an example, I'm, I'm really doing a lot of analogies the past couple of days. Um, but it is, you know, life and change is like that, or they are like that in a sense. Right? I think that's encouraging for a lot of reasons. One, it reminds us that we have to enjoy the good times because they're not going to last forever. And I think on the other side of that coin, right, we have to realize that bad times will pass too. Right, And we can look to maybe something that's more internal to deal with that. We can make sure that we check ourselves and make sure we enjoy. And we can make sure we check ourselves to remind ourselves that this pain or this suffering or this time is limited. It has to change. <clears throat> and at the very least, if the thing itself doesn't change, we can work again internally to maybe change our perspective. And often I think a changed perspective of a thing more or less changes the thing, right? At least changes the thing to us. And that's a very important conversation for the Stoics too, right? Back to internal and external. Let's say work, if you will. When we change our perspective of things, when we change how we see what we see, can also be subject to change in large part, I would say, as well. We're understanding that again, when things are good, let me enjoy that. Let me enjoy that because it's going to change. When things are bad, let me try to encourage myself to see an end. Even even that, right? I was giving someone advice recently, um, and I was like, "You got to put a date on this. You got to put an end date on this on this project." Because they're overwhelmed by something, and I'm like, "Well, if you even just say, look, I'm going to really try to end this in four weeks. Put the date." You know, you get your planner, your calendar, whatever, write something on that day. At least you have an endpoint in sight. That should alleviate or get rid of some of the stress because you know eventually it will end. But it can't just keep going. Right? When we pair that idea with with the, the fact that nothing's perfect, that's a strategy that I think can work pretty well for that. Um, yeah, accept change, embrace change as a as a mode of not being as afraid of it. It's inevitable. And as I did in college, and it kind of dawned on me, I was like, okay, all I have to do is try to try to guide this. And we use both the episodic or the occasional and the habits that we cultivate to see the possibility of change. Right. So those are maybe practical notes. And I think also we might ask, like, right, so what makes change worth it? Because it, it might be scary, right? Because he's saying, are you frightened by it? He's questioning himself because he is frightened by it. And I think change can be very scary. I know I am afraid of some changes too sometimes. At the heart of a lot of our anxieties might just be a fear of change, right? That tomorrow won't be like today and that, that tomorrow is going to be worse and we won't want to deal with it or we feel like we won't, we won't be able to, right? But ultimately, and I think Marcus throughout the text does this as well, he's reminding himself, it's like, it's just another change. Think about the way you're perceiving it. Think about the skills you can bring to bear on it. Think about the ways you can change yourself such that these potential changes seem less scary. But nothing can happen without change. 
So we can think about this, right? Maybe how have you changed some of your perceptions recently? How, how have those changes been helpful for you? How have they been hurtful? Are they truthful, right? Then also we might think, how have you kind of to connect to what I've been saying this whole time, sort of, right? How have you changed as a result of, try to think of like one to three events that like really changed you, these events that impacted you tremendously that weren't turned into habits. It can even be something as simple as like you read a book one time and it changed the way you do something and that way you do something has really impacted you. That's a good way to start that conversation, I think, because it's it might be really tangible and easy for us to think of that. And of course, there's a lot of other potential examples of that. And then also think about how your habits are serving your changes. And that's your changes internally, but also externally, right? What do you habitually offer the world that might be offering it some positive type of change? But I think ultimately this podcast, as I said, right, it started off as an internal thing with me. It's like, all right, in the morning, what might be a good way to go from feeling kind of like unmotivated or uninspired or anxious or whatever into feeling like more relaxed, more focused, more driven? For me, the answer was read some philosophy. It always kind of puts me in a, in a better mood, gets me thinking positive things, asking good questions, and then taking good action. All right. So that's the internal change. I'm like, well, all right, well, if I'm enjoying this and I have some experience offering this to other people and they seem to enjoy it and that it was helpful for them and, and, you know, in a way that I could recreate, why not talk about it and record it and share it? So I'm offering something to the world that might hopefully change it, right, for the better. And that's, you know, gives me a great sense of fulfillment as well, right? So from change, we can get a sense of meaning that I think is really cool if we do it consciously and deliberately and uh, have conversations like this. So hope this is helpful. Embrace the change. That's a good tattoo idea. Um, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.